Hello, hello, hello. My name is Allie. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm Nick, and my pronouns are he, him. And welcome to season two, episode six of Tabula Rasa, bitches. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad in Tabula Rasa. We should change the adjective out there sometime. You're, we you're are right, yeah. Exuberant. We're fine with Ebullient. you being here. Oh, oh, I like that. In Tabula Rasa, bitches, your co-hosts discuss and dissect Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show that bonded them together so many years ago. In this episode, we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 6, Halloween! And we have another extra special episode because today we are so lucky to be joined by a fabulous co-host, Colleen Hilton! Hello! Hello! How's it Hi, going? Colleen! I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What are your pronouns? Where do you live? Tell us about yourself. What's your connection to the pot? Tell us everything. Give us the share with the class. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. Well, my pronouns are she, her. I live in Baltimore as well, not too far from our lovely co-host, Allie. And I like to do all sorts of things, mostly binge watching TV shows, um, and when I when I do get out of the house, food. I just like to go try new food. So those Solid. are pretty much my favorite hobbies. When did you first watch Buffy? Uh, last year was my first time watching Buffy, actually. So oh wow, yeah. okay, so still pretty new. Cool. Yeah. And you finished the series. I finished the series, Ooh. and I've finished the series again. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does that. It does that. Yeah. It? It, it really does. Yeah. I did and this great folks, thing. I just, oh, sorry. I was <laughs> to say, I, I want to say that like Colleen's a bigger fan than all of you because Colleen was so excited about the show that she actually asked to be a guest. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> what a yes. brilliant idea it was, Colleen. Just brilliant inserted idea. myself right on in here. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have just totally blown through through all the episodes. I started over again. Uh, when you guys released your first episode and then I just kept watching so it's, it's uh can't go back now Allie and I both have huge smiles I feel like I feel like in this day and age that is quite possibly what a lot of people will have done uh who started watching first season Nick's friend Jordan who came on as our first as our first guest a couple episodes ago she has been watching it for the first time along with the show and we were like we totally get it if you cannot wait to (laughs) for us to drop the second season you can always go back and listen again (laughs) and watch again Colleen I want to know you mentioned other tv shows what is your other than Buffy which is clearly everybody's favorite tv show ever what are your (laughs) other favorite shows 30 Rock, uh, like hands down. Classic. Just Solid. constantly in a state of watching 30 Rock at any given time. It's it's on the Hulu uh, somewhere along the series. We do Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, I've tried to do that yes. a couple times. Yeah. That was a good one. And whenever I need a comfort a comfort show, I always I always go back to a Gilmore Girls. You can't go wrong. Solid. Love my that. big sisters are huge Gilmore Girl fans. They talked about it so much they got even my parents into watching it. They were like, oh, fine, okay, I guess we have to know what you're talking about. Yep, uh, but much much like watching Buffy, as you said recently, that it just 
give side a little bit more with the adults sometimes. <laughs> yeah. uh, definitely had the realization that I'm now the age that Lorelai Gilmore was <laughs> at the first season of Gilmore Girls. So um, also starting to side more with the adults in there too. Yeah. You're all stupid children. What are you doing? <laughs> There's a, a, a Buffy World podcast where one of them in the couple has never seen Gilmore Girls and one of them has never seen Buffy and they're watching one and one and one and one and then doing, I'm going to shout them out on social media there. Interesting. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Because they were, they were out around the same time. So it, it is a, not the first kind of pairing you would think of, but not, uh, not the last either. Not out of the world. Yeah. 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 Cool. So shall we launch into the episode summary, Nicholas? I would be thrilled if you would launch into the episode summary. Okay, I can do that. As usual, we'll do our best to avoid spoilers, but beyond this point, but today we'll discuss this episode, spoilers and all. Gang, it's Halloween, which surprisingly means it's the quietest night of the year for the undead. The Scoobies would be relaxing, but they're bullied by Principal Steiner into babysitting the kids of Sunnydale while they trick-or-treat. The gang buys their costumes at a new place run by a mysterious Englishman called Ethan Rain. Xander saves money on a soldier's costume. Buffy chooses a noblewoman's costume to impress Angel, while Willow chooses a super scary costume, a ghost. But Buffy coaxes her into a more revealing outfit, but she chickens out and wears the ghost sheet over it. Ethan, revealing himself as a worshiper of chaos, casts a spell to turn people into their costumes. Buffy is now ditzy and powerless, Xander is a real soldier, Willow is incorporeal, and everyone else, except Cordelia, is a monster. Spike and his goons take advantage of the chaos, Angel joins the Scoobies, thank goodness. Giles, who we learn has a history with Ethan, brutally beats the spell reversal out of him. This brings everyone back to normal, just in time. And shout out to Buffy Kide, from which this summary was adapted. Okay, friends, where do we start? Who has the first note? Well, my first note is just, does it get more classic than this episode? I don't think so. I don't, I, more, okay, I don't need to, I don't think I need to get into a competition about <laughs> the Buffy episodes. I will say it is a classic episode. It, if, if it's not the, then it's definitely up there, like top three. It definitely appears on the like top 10 lists for like funniest and most rewatchable yeah, yeah. Definitely you wouldn't have to know much history to start watching this. During my Googling, I found a review of this episode that gave it, I think, three out of ten stars. And, what? And there there are some ratings where I'm like, hmm, intriguing. Let me read more. I was insulted by that rating. I didn't click. I don't need to know that person's trash opinion, honestly. Three <laughs> out of ten? Yeah, brutal, right? Brutal. That's, I just don't, I don't know how you get there. I, okay, I can see like taking away a point for, I think, Sir Michelle Geller's accent is a little oh, funny. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, oh. <laughs> but oh. I don't but think it takes it down seven points. points <laughs> yeah. If you took away three points for the cheesy accent, it would still be a seven out of ten? Three out of ten? Yeah. That's yeah, like, pretty. that's like you thinking your farts are better than this episode. Like, I, <laughs> I wouldn't give my farts a, whatever. I'm not, I'm moving <laughs> Those on. are rated on a different scale, Allie. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Of course. What was I thinking? So in this opening scene where Buffy's kicking the ass of this vampire and she's being recorded, at one point she she throws a, a pumpkin at him 
And I, yes! I, I feel like there's something really humbling about getting, getting just lobbed with a pumpkin right in the face. I don't know. It felt, yeah. it felt, it felt good, but I was like, man, that. It definitely stunned the the vampire. He definitely has a what just happened kind of look <laughs> on his face. And you know what? Pumpkins, uncarved pumpkins are heavy. So that, that probably would stun you a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to get hit by it. Yeah. No, I would not. Also, this is a lot of pumpkins left this close to Halloween. No, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, you're right. There is kind of a lot of pumpkins. No, the grocery store. No, they're usually pretty down to the bare bones. I always get my pumpkins late. I never plan ahead. And I do feel like I'm picking from the scraps sometimes. Mm. Right, right. I feel it. Was it like at a store, though? It seemed like it was kind of just like a town spirit display of Halloween stuff. I couldn't really tell. No, it's like a, it's like some farmer's like an outdoor market yeah that kind of thing and it's like chock full of plenty of them so i guess sunnydale is just not not into the buying um and so well this will be posted on social media but before i forget about it i'll show my co-hosts today i i have figurines of the cast oh my goodness in so their that's in Buffy, their Halloween in their, in their Halloween costumes, and well, except for Buffy, Buffy if you take their heads off, they have another facial expression. If you turn it around, oh, how very appropriate for this episode too, right? <laughs> so even though Cordelia doesn't doesn't change outfits, and we have Willow, oh, sexy Willow, and we have, or as I like to call it, future Willow, future Willow, true. true. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's just more more Allie being nerdy. <laughs> Friends, don't let me skip too far ahead. I think this fight scene is dope. Love. Spike makes a very astute point later on that she's very resourceful with the pumpkin sign. Hell yeah. Fight scene for me. Yeah, it's a fun one. There's even some like flips and stuff. It's yeah, it's a solid one. So next scene, we're in the bronze, right? Yep. We see Angel sitting there expectantly. Cordelia swoops in. Mm-hmm. Cordelia's been snubbed by Devin, and she's telling Angel this. And she says, Well, his talking about Devin, his loss is your incredible gain. Cordy. <laughs> yes, Cordy. Kind of. I don't love you hitting on our couple, but still, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I had I had a very similar reaction. I also wrote down that quote, but then I also write, okay, Cordy, back off. I know it takes two to tango, but you are not being a good feminist right here. You are approaching into homewrecker territory. I know they're not like superficial, but like, come on, you know that he is spoken for. So then Buffy walks in, admittedly looking like a hot mess, although I look a little like haggard. much more of a hot mess on an average day. And I say she was more on the hot side of things than the mess side. She she had a few pieces of straw in her hair to show that she was not tip top shape. She was a tussle in. Then she sees them and is like immediately so dejected and goes to leave. And I wrote, Buffy, don't leave. Come on. Don't leave. Don't let her. No. I know. Go, on, go get your man. She needs to plant her feet a little more. She's still very uh tenuous about this relationship. I mean, later we t- we hear that they've known each other for almost a year, and she's like, "I just don't know anything about him," <laughs> which is true. Although I wonder, I wonder if maybe Buffy just if she really hasn't dated a whole lot, which would be surprising considering her popular status at her old school. But 
a very similar situation happens in the first season with Owen. Actually, very similar because it's Cordelia. She's da- He's dancing with Cordelia when she shows up the bronze because she's late because of slaying stuff. And again, she, instead of planting her feet and being like, hey, excuse me, he's supposed to be here with me. She just goes, she turns away. Yeah. A little insecure about her having to do slayer things, maybe. Yeah. So we're at school and they're all talking about how excited they are that apparently Halloween is a snooze fest for the undead. Very surprising. I would love, I would love more info on why that is. They don't really give any more. They, they, they reference it in, in Halloween's in the future but yeah they don't ever actually explain what is it why do why do people lie low right somebody somebody write that write that comic uh i'd be very interested to read it but i love uh so they're all like yay we're gonna have a night off until of course snyder swoops in and is like and says miss summers just the juvenile delinquent i was looking for (laughs) (laughs) uh he's so hard on her yeah, and I just have questions about this whole thing he's doing, the 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 thing where it's like sign up to take some kids out trick or treating. I thankfully do not have children. However, I imagine if I did, my thought process is not let's find some high some high schoolers, go out with them. And you know, I yeah. just don't I I have <laughs> questions about how this volunteer opportunity came to be yeah there was nothing like this when we were growing up yeah but it was usually i don't know like a neighborhood effort not a school driven effort yeah i would say depends tend to on where you grow up i guess yeah that's true and I, but even then i still feel like even if you weren't with your parents maybe you were with your friend's parents or something yeah. like there was still like an adult with you you know 16 under 14 and under whatever it was yeah yeah, go out with but this yeah. stranger. That's I mean, if I were an adult right? with children, I would absolutely take the opportunity if the school was like, we can send your child out trick-or-treating in a small group with one responsible high schooler. And I'd be like, <laughs> give me the night off for free. Absolutely. Yeah, true. Yeah, you don't have to go. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, my kids yeah. would be shipped off very quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd at first be concerned, and then I'd just be grateful for. The I'd get off. over it, and then I'd get over it. <laughs> also, from a, from the high schoolers' perspective, from like community service perspective, two hours, and you're just all you're doing is taking them from house to house doing trick or treating. That's a sweet gig, as far as community service goes. Yeah, easy peasy. Plus, you know you'll get candy out of it too. You can right take right. candy from the little ones, and like really definitive time frame. That would that is the kind that is the kind of uh service i definitely would have signed up for okay friends i've come around to this community service opportunity well done (laughs) one thing i haven't come around to yet is buffy has this quote snyder is like sign up and she says gosh i'd love to sign up but i recently developed carpal tunnel syndrome and can no longer hold a flashlight (laughs) buffy we there are lots lots of ways to get to get out of this i don't know about car but you know under pressure that's fine but it was a cute effort. It was it was a cute effort. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so Xander's trying to get a soda. Um <laughs> with this famed soda machine that we're gonna is untrusty and we'll come back to later on. But uh Larry comes up. Have we met Larry before? I think so. Great question. I think maybe once. And maybe we didn't even get his name. Got it. Okay. We have maybe. potentially met this guy. 
potentially yeah. met Larry before, and he wants to know about Buffy. Um, he's asking if Buffy and Xander are like a thing, and, and Xander says no, and and Xander or Larry says so. She's not your girlfriend, and Xander goes, "Alas, no." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you missed did, the best part know. though. When he says, Hey Larry, looking crow mag as usual. <laughs> like a little like caveman jab, but I just uh I love it. And I do believe it goes over his head, which is yeah. just perfect. Classic. And of course, Xander is not happy with the way that Larry is talking about Buffy. Apparently he's heard that she's fast, which feels like a very like old-timey like 50s like oh she's fast like i don't know i yeah i just that always seemed like a weird term to me but i guess it makes sense and so he's like oh yeah yeah harris what are you gonna do about it he says i'm gonna do what any man would do about it something damn manly (laughs) so then he 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 goes to punch larry and larry's about to punch back and buffy saves the day this is just a blanket statement for you two friends on here, but also just friends in general. I don't need, if somebody's just saying I'm quick and they want to sleep with me, you don't need to fight them. There are times <laughs> when I do need you to throw punches for me, but in that moment, I don't think, I don't need you to get into a whole lot of fist fights for me, but I appreciate okay. the energy. Cool. Noted. Just let me know where I can step in and I'll, and I'll be yeah. there. But if, that, if that's not the line you're drawing. I, I think the two of you would throw down, too. Like, I think in a fight, the two of you would... I wouldn't want to go up against the two of you, is all I'm saying. Either one of Aww, you. So thank you. you know, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the... Th- thanks for being willing, Colleen. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I do think I'm, I'm, I'm sort of in the willow camp of, like, whatever. Say what you will about me. But, like, I'm sorry. Did you say something about my friend? No. Then we're stepping in. Uh, so this line... At, so Buffy steps in. And Xander's like, you just you just kept me from being pummeled. And she's like, yeah, don't worry about it. And he's like, no, 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 Buffy, a black eye heals, but cowardice has an unlimited shelf life. I love this quote, one, just because it's, it's silly and just stupid boy pride. But also, I, for some reason, this became a popular quote in my house. And I got mocked relentlessly for it. Because if you don't enunciate just right, it sounds like you're saying a black guy heals. <laughs> and for some reason, my dad found that like the funniest thing. And he was like, oh, yeah, Allie, black guys heal. I, yeah. <laughs> Brucey Bear has a weird sense of humor. Bruce, Brucey Bear. <laughs> um, I love this quote from Willow related to the point that you just brought up, Allie. Willow goes, boys are so fragile. Preach. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're so fragile. Okay, I have a question about the vending machine in this moment. Does it just not give change? (laughs) I don't know. Did he, he, maybe he put in a full dollar? Maybe, but it said it was 60 cents on the button. So either the button is wrong or it just doesn't give change. Or Buffy was exaggerating when she said she saved a dollar. I just have, there there may be options. This is going to throw me hang on fair enough or maybe in all the tussle they uh missed the clinking of change and just xander was too traumatized to go to pick, pick it up, up afterwards his, his 40 cents yeah i don't know i'm gonna have to go back and watch because <laughs> this is gonna bug you it's gonna keep you up at night i didn't see a dollar go in so that wouldn't make sense that she would 
man come. Well, he could have. <laughs> I mean, he he probably put in quarters or some kind of change, not like a dollar bill. Yeah, but then Buffy <laughs> said you saved me a dollar. A dollar. Yeah. Maybe she was just rounding up. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's a weird amount. Sixty cents. Do you remember when when a Coke was like sixty cents in the vending machine? Not really. I think our schools were just tried were just exploiting us all the time. I think they were like Probably. a buck twenty-five. That's what I was gonna say. School. Yeah, because we used to get when did you we used to get sodas in middle school during two thousand eight during play practice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 it was... yeah. yeah. Inflation <laughs> didn't get to us that quickly. Yeah, I think our school. I think Centennial High School just got every penny out of us. They get every quarter. I think the ones at school so. were a little more expensive, but I definitely remember like fifty cent RC cola vending machines. For oh, sure. Maybe it was maybe it was because we had brand names in our in our thing. They were like, "You're getting real RC Coke." Cola. No, <laughs> no, my no. We weren't RC Cola or or the what's the off brand Diet Dr Pepper? It's like Diet Dr Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love off brand names. As a frequenter of Dollar Tree, I am endlessly entertained. Like Pop Tarts are Toastum Pop Ups. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I'm so tickled by that. That's good. They are. And they taste just as good. Anyway, quick fashion note. I love Willow's flower choker. It's so cute. All right. We have our favorite looks posts there for the go. week. Thank That's you, one Allie. of them. Definitely. So um, Buffy is debriefing about the date and how it, did, how it was a disaster. Willow is reassuring um, Buffy here. And, you know, she's saying uh, Cordelia is an angel's type and... And then they scheme. They don't actually know Angel's type. So maybe, maybe they should sneak into the library and check out some diaries and see if there's anything written about the type of Which was a great idea. I had totally forgotten about the Watcher Diaries. It, yeah, yeah, it is a good idea. and makes for some fantastic shots, including one where Buffy and Willow peek <laughs> into the library in the little window. And I think it's adorable. Them sneaking is so cute. And I love they're going back and forth like, oh, well, we, we couldn't do that. And Buffy says, most importantly, it would, it would be, be wrong. wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, this whole sneaking around and oh, my gosh. Willow's face when Buffy says to says to Giles to distract him, Miss Calendar said you're a babe. And, <laughs> and, and Willow just like does like a shake in my head. Mm, can't believe you went there. <laughs> Is it so cute? So uh, Willow eventually steals the diary Buffy, uh, Buffy's talking about how how nice it must have been to be uh, a lady. Doctor. Lady, and mm-hmm. Willow says, "Still, I think I prefer being able to vote." <laughs> Fair enough, Willow. Sensible Willow, absolutely. I don't know. My thought was definitely like beautiful clothes, nice big house, but I don't get to vote. Hmm. <laughs> It definitely gives me pause. <laughs> I mean, maybe after six months or so, I'd be like, "Feminism, this would be feminism would be better." But I don't know. Like to like to see. Well, unfortunately, we have legislators that <laughs> gerrymander your district so that voting your vote is diluted. Anyways, I That's am not true. That's true. Get on my ACLU voting rights soapbox here, but. We can do that but, later. But yeah, yeah, no, 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 Willow, Allie, wrong. Willow is right here. It is good to be able to vote. We should vote. Uh, vote fine, in your off-year elections, folks. Whatever. Giving women all these ideas. <laughs> 
Um, so they're in the bathroom. Cordelia comes in. She asks about Angel, and and Cordelia sets up a little competition, kind of. <laughs> oh thing. wait, real real quick she before this, uh, speaking of po- uh, pointing out silly, funny small details, so Willow says. So they're looking at the the diary, and there's that beautiful sketch of a noble woman. And Willow says, "Who is she?" And Buffy says, "It doesn't say." Um, it actually it literally does. Definitely, clearly says Sarah Goodfriend. <laughs> it very clearly right next to her picture. Maybe it, maybe Goodfriend isn't exactly what it says because it's like cursive or whatever. But it's definitely Sarah goes something. So bitches read. Aww. I was wondering. I was wondering if that was maybe the uh, the person who drew it, but I don't know why that would be because. But they, but they, the fact that they didn't even like say like, <laughs> but they gave you a close up of it. So they you right, right. It literally says right there. It <laughs> literally so says right there. <laughs> yeah. So Cordelia is setting up a little competition. She is not thrown about Angel being a vampire at all. Did she <laughs> believe like, that? The slightest. She's like, oh, but like a Care Bear with fangs, right? Exactly. Did she? I don't think that she knows that this one. Like, I don't think she believes them that he's a vampire. Does she? But know? later, when she sees later, when Buffy freaks out, like he's a vampire, and she's like, "No, no, 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 he's a good vampire." Yes, she just like who just totally takes it all in stride. Yeah, she did get there real quick. Yeah, she she has a lot of history of this. Of like, okay, maybe she's not the first one to throw a punch, but she is hella calm in <laughs> in a crisis. We love a steady queen. We do. But when it comes to dating, I'm I'm the slayer. (laughs) Definitely had that one written down. You may be hot stuff when it comes to demonology or whatever. (laughs) When it comes to dating, I'm the slayer. That has to be a favorite quote. Perfect. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, for the Instagram. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Cordelia's rapier wit. Um, so they're in the Halloween shop. Buffy is telling Willow that she should get a costume that's a little more interesting than a ghost. And I wrote down the quote from Buffy. She says, Halloween is when a girl can get sexy and wild with no repercussions. And I just <laughs> that. Um, Hello, Mean Girls. I was just going to say, free Mean Girls by about yeah. like five years. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Beat them to it. Also, girls can be sexy and wild whenever they want. But nice callback to a great or call forward to yeah an amazing movie also it's my head just goes to well depends on just how like sexy and wild you like to get i can think of a few repercussions that could come from being sexy and wild like what (laughs) 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 you know there's, there's a few I mean, okay. we already have heard once this episode that she's fast. So yeah, uh, yeah, true. She she's already facing this kind of discrimination, and yet based off of nothing. Can you imagine <laughs> if she, can you imagine if she actually went out and did things? It'd be like easy A. <laughs> so honestly, you may as well just do it, right? If you want to do also it, true. And, because they're going to talk about you anyways. You may no, that's horrible advice for people. Never mind. Do what no, aligns no, with your values. No, I mean, um, who is it? Casey Musgraves has a great song called "Follow Your Rainbow," and it's like, if you don't do anything, you're a prude. If you do stuff, you're a slut. So you might as well just do whatever the fuck you want. And you're like, you know what, Casey? You right, you're right, girlfriend. Good for that. <laughs> okay, so in this shop, we meet Ethan, who's yes. super interesting character that I'm going to have a lot to say about <laughs> in future episodes. 
And he agrees, or or he doesn't agree. He um, tells Buffy that she that he is going to give her this gorgeous gown that she couldn't possibly afford for free, and mm-hmm. it's so generous. He doesn't. Well, he doesn't say for free. He says a deal. Okay. Because a, a, a dress, a dress like that could easily in a shop be like two hundred, and maybe he's like, "I'll give it to you for like thirty or he something says, like yeah, that." I'm gonna make an offer you can't refuse or something. I don't know. Yeah. I have 100% had this moment with a dress. Nick, I already know you hate shopping, but Colleen, how, how are you when, when you shop? Have you ever had that, like, cosmic connection with a piece of clothing? I have, but it was probably 2008, you know, a solid 10 years before I would uh, meet my husband-to-be. And then... So I had no use for a wedding dress, but I still remember like exactly what it was. It was, it's just after watching Say Yes to the Dress so many times, you go on mm-hmm. Kleinfeld.com, mm-hmm. you make an account, you're like saving all your favorite dresses. You can only save up to like 10, but they are still there like forever. Like they'll just That's like so sit in funny. your account. It's hilarious. Um, but I had one that I was like, I just, it was, it was the one for me, mm-hmm. but obviously 10 years ago is a long time. Well. 14 years ago i guess at this point <laughs> wait when did you in what year did you jesse did you say his name mm-hmm. wait, in what year did you meet jesse 2018 and then you found the dress in 2008 well yeah i yes. didn't i didn't get Something it like but... yeah. god damn it jesse what took you 10 years <laughs> is he listening right now jesse dude she found the dress <laughs> is he i mean to the episode is he gonna listen to the episode if yeah he absolutely to the episode jesse report back on why you were 10 years late when your future <laughs> wife found the perfect dress. <laughs> I did a similar thing um, when I discovered the Alfred Angelo Disney-inspired wedding dresses. I still I still have a couple favorites. Who knows if they'd actually look good on me, but I think about them quite often. I actually, Allie, you know I hate shopping, but I had a I similar kind of thing happen to me recently. I was somewhere and I found, really spoke to me, it was a uh, seven-layer taco dip (laughs) (laughs) that I just said, I have to take this home with me now. Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't. It was great. Yeah. (laughs) I'm here for that. Simple pleasures. Yeah. Yeah. I actually do. So... I think I do have a better, I think I have a better answer because this is something that I, I actually ended up making that cosmic connection and I, I still own them. So I spent so long looking for wedding shoes and I had like, I don't know, I was like, I want to do something like kind of classic, but kind of funky. But like I, everything I came up with was just like so prim or like you want six inch glittery silver heels on your wedding day or do you want like this this flat i can't do a six inch glittery heel i've just not made yeah not about the six inch glitter yes 100 percent. six inches yeah so i i had been looking for like probably a full year by the time uh maybe a little less probably like nine months by the time that i like found the ones but i i found them they were on the the real real, so they're like a vintage mm. pair. Ooh! So like, just everything I've ever wanted, super like unique. I can't even find anything about them. Like, if anybody's really good at stocking old fashion pieces, help me out because I want to know more about them. Um, but they're like vintage Lobatons, and they are absolutely fabulous with like like clear around the top, and then like gold kind of studs 
um, and then like white uh, white leather on the bottom and a lucite heel with mm-hmm. uh, like gold trim around it. It's just like perfect. Amazing. Amazing. I am. I am a shoe gal. I do. Yeah, I yeah. do love shoes. I did some deep internet searching after the first Pitch Perfect movie, and they have those wedge high tops in that last scene. I scoured. Of course, now <laughs> now they're they're the like wedge sneakers are a lot more popular. But at the time, it was very di- difficult to find. And I finally found them, and it felt like a lot of money. It was probably like forty bucks or something like that. That I from china or something but i still have them they are wonderful they are super comfortable comfortable and they go with everything nice love that cosmic connection with shoes i love it yep uh... so so we have spike going over the footage of buffy fighting the other vampire and i i just had the comment see this is what makes spike so dangerous he's not just like willy-nilly i'm gonna kill a slayer he is studying he is doing research like Wow. And I do love his comment. That's what's called resourceful. He's correct. Yeah, very methodical. You are. You are. Um, He has a strangely charming and gross, Mm -hmm. but charming exchange with Drusilla here. Drusilla (laughs) is being spacey as usual. And she says, do you love my insides? The parts you can't see. My English accent is as bad as Sir Michelle Gellar's. Um, (laughs) And Spike replies, eyeballs to entrails, sweet. (laughs) <laughs> I do. I love it. I love Which for it. For vampires, is probably pretty romantic. It yeah. is. It's very. I think it's romantic for anybody. But yeah, I think this is the first time of us hearing of Drew's visions. Yeah, I think. I think we've gotten from her before that she is cosmically like she's like like she knew that the Anointed One had power. Although I'm still not yeah. clear what power he had. But but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, she had the vision that the Slayer's gonna be weak. Like someone new mm-hmm. has come. I think you're right. Yeah. Okay, but also, what is Drusilla on? Because I want it. <laughs> oh, it's so uh, sweet, right? It's called having your uh your spirit broken mm. by a tormentor. Mm. Um, it's called having a psychotic break. I kind of imagine that this is what laudanum is like. Been broken. And- mm. Mm. Like serious laudanum. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we we find out later that her sire stalked her and drove her crazy she already had the visions which is why she was like an outcast and shit which is why she was vulnerable and that's how she was preyed on uh but yeah she was not born crazy i like the drugs thing more We're gonna go with that. <laughs> that is more fun that is Take more fun out of here <laughs> <laughs> she's on shrooms or something yeah. <laughs> just constantly we could all have visions trusilla has um whatever cut that out that's terrible advice um <laughs> just just hey take half wait an hour that's just like <laughs> use responsibly you will feel something i promise you you will don't yes. have the other yikes please cut that out too um so no nope. we cut back to ethan who's doing his ritual he apparently worships a dude named chaos or yep. maybe he just worships the idea of K- whatever. So whatever. The, it has a different name that Yanis. I don't remember. That's yeah, Yanis. Uh, but it, it that that is the god of chaos. Got it. He's got also it. the god of new beginnings and thresholds oh. and stuff. I don't know if you got into that. I, I did a little I bit of Yanis research because I remember that. <laughs> uh, My dog is groaning while she stretches. Sorry. She's interested. <laughs> um, Keep going. Yeah, I was. I recognized the statue, the like two sided statue that he was looking at and when he said 
uh, he said Yanis. I was like, that sounds like something super familiar. So I, I went back. It's actually um, Roman mm-hmm. mythology, not Greek. And it has to do more with Romulus and the, the the myth of Romulus as well. So it was like a new beginnings. I don't know. Interesting because this was also the first time we met Ethan. That is really cool. That does that makes sense. New beginnings, oh, new beginnings, beginnings make sense oh. because new beginnings are very chaotic. Like shifts from one phase to another, it is a very like crazy chaotic kind of mm-hmm. time. So that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I think of new beginnings as yeah. Exciting. Well, it's also the idea. I think it's like the idea of duality. So you got the like mm-hmm. uh, the the two faces. So it's not just like the beginning, but it's also the end. Mm-hmm. So uh, also, some people Ooh. love chaos. Some people True. thrive on chaos. Yeah. Some people love new shit. Some people That's... love to stay with the old things. I just had I just had so many people. Yeah, That's right? my husband. My husband <laughs> is a thriving chaos. Yeah, and uh, that's and that's why we are the other halves of the partner, partners who do not thrive on chaos, and we like to make order. And that's how two halves make a whole. To say Hayden's uh, in restaurants too, you don't you don't do that if you don't thrive in chaos. Yeah, he chooses. Yeah, chooses to be and wants to open his own restaurant. I think of his profession the way a lot of people look at me when I say I'm an actor, and they're like, "What? That's so wild! Like, who does that?" who chooses to work in a restaurant i don't know i'm glad you do but i think you're insane <laughs> that's funny i'm the chaotic one in my and you're not even that chaotic oh my goodness well i there's a there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot here uh, if you just you don't even have to go much below the surface and it's woof woof it's a yes a stable fiance good, he's lovely good. to me so we have Buff, we see Buffy in the complete getup with the accessories and the wig and the dress and ah, uh, it is all so beautiful. And that is a really high quality wig. Just gonna say, don't know what she paid for that. Uh, I guess Ethan gave her a really good deal on that too because it was really high quality. She looks amazing. Oh, she's apparently hosting Angel at her house yeah. later that night, too. Mm-hmm. While well, mom's all, out. Uh, um, and Willow is so nervous, but looks fantastic. Here. She's crushing. She has been covering yeah. up quite a lot. She looks great. Oh, real quick. I have a question for you, Colleen. So, all right. Going out, big night, maybe Halloween or some kind of like big event, and you want to feel like totally hot shit. Do you go luxe and poofy like Buffy or do you go like revealing oh, and like spicy like question. Willow? I go revealing and spicy. Nice. I, I love a luxe and poofy and in, a, in a certain circumstance. But if I'm just like trying to go out on the town, I think I go mm-hmm. I think I go a little a little sexy. I don't know. I love like I love like a really deep V mm-hmm. I or like a low back or, you know, that like the subtle sexy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like it's not, it's not quite your whole. Allie, it's not out. like your ass is out, but it's that yeah. whole like subjective, like su- uh, suggestive, drawing your eye, that kind of thing. Just teasing yeah. a little, just a little. Yeah, definitely. Up. How about you, Allie? We need. Well, your I am too. getting more towards the willow end, but I have for a very, very long time been more the poofy. I love fifties fashion with that like fit and flare with a petticoat. I feel amazing and i just feel so right with a big poofy dress you know that's true i do love i do feel i do feel good in a nice fit and flare that is right. my go-to like if i need a dress but i think that mm-hmm. i think that i've tried to go i'm really into the jumpers i don't know i like mm-hmm. a romper mm-hmm. the rompers are so classy and you can do so much with them 
speaking of the duality between beginnings <laughs> true, and beginnings, here we true. are. Got yeah, because wait, I mean, you can have both dualities within yourself, you know, doing both one day. Absolutely. Um, when Xander rang the doorbell to arrive, uh, Prince Joseph Edward Mercer IV, who is now asleep, was not sleeping when he heard that sound on my computer. Um, so I wrote, a doorbell rings and Joey barks. <laughs> Very cute. Buffy says, I can't wait for the boys to be nonverbal when <laughs> they Super see cute. you. Super cute. And I think that is adorable and such a great Absolutely. way to hype somebody up. So Xander shows up. Uh, I love his complimenting of of Buffy. <laughs> All right, whatever. It's just, just a uh, buffonia. Yeah. <laughs> I renounce spandex. Exactly. I love it. He it was a really great friend way of saying, like, you look fantastic yeah. without being like gross and creepy. He just totally like, wow, in a very well well worded way. Nick, I don't remember if you this was a year that you went trick-or-treating with me, but my senior year, I was a ghost. Uh, of course, me, my senior year of high school, of course, me being me, I can't just be a ghost. I was specifically Charlie Brown from The Great Pumpkin. It's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. So I had a paper bag with a rock in it and I had holes more than just like the two in my sheet. And I will tell you, walking around with a sheet is you have like no peripherals. It was a struggle the entire night. And most people did not get my costume. I don't remember that. must that have been a year you weren't with all. me then. I do. My Probably nothing, you lame ass. <laughs> I actually think I remember exactly. Oh, you might have been with your with your boyfriend at the time. That is likely. I think I would have had more fun with you. <laughs> <Just saying. Whatever. laughs> what? This is a question that I had later, but I want to ask it now okay. for both of you. What was your? What are some of your favorite Halloween costumes you had? Oh, I had that question too. Very cool. Okay, so I've had a lot of really great Halloween costume ideas that I've never done, but that's for another time. Um, I think um, (laughs) the list of things that I have thought of and then just not completed is far longer than than the former. Um, (laughs) But I think, I don't know. Okay, so if you (laughs) want a really, a couple years ago, I can't remember, Allie, if you were at this, that, Halloween party or not, or if it was, or if she came the second year. Um, but the first year I had this Halloween party, I was dressed up as Oliver Twist and it was not cute. <laughs> it was just not cute. <laughs> I don't think that was the year yeah, I was like, there. I feel like I would no, remember I had, like, that. Big, like paper bag, street urchin pants, and like a wooden bowl with like an empty wooden bowl it was so sad um where did that come from oh, i don't know that sounds, that sounds funny oh, oh that's good so you're not I just like, like a it. really big oliver fan no i mean it's a great show it is that's the can uh-huh. city yourself mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay it it might have come from a deep love of elijah wood as the artful dodger in like the mm-hmm. 90s remake of oliver twist potentially but you weren't dodger you were oliver twist yeah why would i why would i be dodger we're not no it's just so funny how it's just so funny how she got how she got there and i love i I think it's really funny that's fabulous yeah (laughs) the actual one that i 
went through with that I liked that was ended up being kind of semi-sexy was a Girl Scout. I did like a Girl Scout from Troop 666. That's the that's the that's the party oh, I was at. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that was a fun one. And then I made uh, I made Girl Scout cookie flavored shots. So I had like a tray full oh. of shots, and it was like, here's your Samoa shots, and here's your Thin Mint shots, and I just went around and got everybody real fucked up. It was great. Oh, a Thin Mint shots. Yeah, Good. I probably still have peppermint schnapps in my house from that party because what else am I using peppermint schnapps for other than like maybe once a year and some hot chocolate? Yeah. I have a very quick peppermint shop story. My first time, wow, I've never said this <laughs> before. Um, my first time drinking ever was with, I think I, I think it was like a sophomore or junior in high school. I mean, no, I was 21. And I was with my two older siblings. And the first sip of alcohol I had with them was peppermint shops, which was rude of them. And it was from the same bottle of peppermint shops that my brother had taken his first drink of alcohol from with my older sister like four years before. So That's such a cute tradition. It is cute and speaks to how, <laughs> what do you do with shots <laughs> other than make thin mint shots or make your <laughs> siblings drink it. I don't know. I liked, Colleen, I liked your, your hot chocolate, spiked hot chocolate. That sounds yep, fucking yep. delicious. Or some kind of like, alcoholic milkshake also sounds delicious just sound delicious yeah Allie, you need to report out on your favorite <laughs> halloween costume so i was thinking mine was pikachu by the way i'm just gonna i was in kindergarten we're gonna get that out of the way quickly. i, know, was I can picture that oh my god yes i have yeah. picked because that showed up in like our yearbook or something like that you Adorable. were so cute i was you were what year you were, were you in precious. kindergarden sorry Allie. that would have been yeah okay that i was gonna say two years after the premiere of this episode Nice. I was going to say, I don't think I remember Pokemon being out until like my fourth or fifth grade year. Yeah. Well, I don't mean to brag or anything, (laughs) but I was kind of an early adopter of Pokemon, so it's not a huge deal. So so ahead of the curve. You know. Absolutely. Just with this one thing. (laughs) You know, and maybe I haven't caught on to anything else because I've been so busy playing Pokemon since I was five. So things. the first the first costume of mine that, that came to mind was when I was the Joker in high school. So it was after Dark Knight came out. So obviously everyone and their brother was the Joker. But I had, was a good one. I had I a, it was one. a really I was really proud of how I thrifted and made that one happen. I was very proud of it. And I got to go around sneaking around all night scaring my friends. And that was amazing. I have pictures of you in that costume. It'll be on social media. My other favorite that came to mind was the one I wore actually to that party, Colleen, which was when I did Old Greg, which was, oh, I was just so satisfied with that. And it's so fun being so weird looking. Smashing job. (laughs) Smashing job. Smashing. Like... (laughs) <laughs> I think it I was, have very fun. the Polaroids from that party. I will see if I can pull out an old Ooh. Greg Polaroid from that party for for your social. Love it. Yeah, there's I have Look out for it, friends. I have some pictures somewhere of me flashing, you know, quote unquote, flashing Hayden and him going like, ah. <laughs> well, I think it's in front of your back, your backdrop from your party, probably. You were you were so set up for that party. You were you were an an extremely good host. Thank you. You are so welcome. So we meet, we see Oz packing up and Cordelia's in her cat costume. I know Oz. Oh, love Oz. Such a, 
such an Oz fan. So this exchange between them is just a, it's just so funny. He's like, Cordelia, she's like a big cat. It's just like, I don't know. He just has a funny way of saying shit. And, and then she says back to him, that's my costume. As if, <laughs> as if he didn't know. Right. As if he would go, oh, okay. I Oh, it's just the oh, costume. It's just your, okay. Thank goodness. I thought you were an actual cat. <laughs> yeah no it's just it's just so funny and then he he's like so i'm telling him what she's like nothing duh and he's like why can't why can't i meet a girl like that i i don't know oz i don't know why you can't meet a girl as wackadoo as cordelia and then he turns around and literally runs into willow in her ghost costume i love that it is so cute sorry 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 (laughs) so awkward and charming i love them yeah so um, Xander is teaching his kids how to get so more candy out of people. Yeah, I think Xander would be a fantastic chaperone. Yeah, totally. Camp counselor or something. He would be the one that like all the girls had a crush on. Everybody fought to be in their group. Yeah, it would be great. Um, and then I think we're at the point where Ethan officially casts his spell. Yep. And then, <laughs> and then right as he casts it, the lady giving out candy to the kids is like, oh, darn, I think I'm candy or something. And the kid at this point is turned into <laughs> and attacks this old woman. Which is the appropriate response. Why do you open the door if your bucket is empty? Right. That is look, on you, woman. Look, <laughs> look in the bucket before you open the door. The shift in Xander, this is great acting from Nicholas Brendan. Yes. The shift in Xander is so clear right away when he becomes army guy. Mm-hmm. I found it impressive. Yeah, I loved, I had that, I had that note too. Cause that's, yeah, I just loved this, these little vignettes of everyone changing. And Willow never talks about how she died. Yeah, that's what that means, right? Yeah. I mean, she talks about like, I can't breathe and then she passes out. Weird. If everybody remembers what happened to them, mm-hmm. does she remember dying? dying that is uniquely traumatic right (laughs) although i guess i I guess there's a point of asphyxiation where you pass out before you like actually die but i don't know i don't know it's just never it's never visited well i uh, like the command she gives xander so she goes over to xander they've established she goes no guns that's an order good good yeah he immediately recognizes her authority which is very interesting as he should. <laughs> as he as he should. Absolutely. But it was just like he very much acknowledges, okay, she's in charge. He, she's giving the orders, blah, 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 blah. And just very cool. Um, so I think they decide that they're all going to regroup at Buffy's house. Mm-hmm. And then this is when I wrote that Sir Michelle Geller's English accent <laughs> leaves a little bit to be desired. She says, I don't like this and I don't like you and I want to go home. And then she starts crying. Mood. <laughs> Question, though, is um, she supposed to be British or is she supposed to be American? Like Southern American, 1775. No, because it was a little bit that, but also maybe a little 1800s mid-Atlantic, which is like sort of British, but not British, yeah. but proper. Wow, that is a lot more in the weeds on accents that I well, and if she was going for someone that Angel would like or would have known, that would mean she was Irish. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what she was going for. Yeah, 
Maybe Ethan could tell us more about where the dress was actually from. I think the only reason that I that I my brain went America was because it was 1775, and I was like, that seems too intentional of a mm-hmm. of a of a year to not be it's a very specific year. Yeah, but but her hair looked much better pre transition. It did. It really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone took a brush to those curls, and they should be stabbed to death for that. this must have been a really Um, fun change of pace though for her being just like ditzy and airhead and being yeah that must have been fun so um i like willow's line she couldn't have dressed like (laughs) xena good point true true timely reference um so xander here screaming outside cordelia is being chased she runs into xander xander brings cordelia back inside and willow is just assuming that cordelia like doesn't remember like everybody else and she goes we're your friends well sort of (laughs) (laughs) well Um, also a definite moment of cordelia checking out xander when she says something about being cold and he gives her his jacket and there's definitely a moment of oh we're just gonna leave that yes (laughs) <laughs> i will say i wrote in my notes tank top xander mm-hmm. yep. i'm i'm pleased with i'm happy with yeah um it's clear that this is a tv show because xander harris would be doing much better with the ladies with the body that he has just putting that out there yeah. um i love this quote from buffy uh feminism aside she goes you would take orders from a woman are you feeble in some way i wrote that down too i love that yeah but it is but like i said it is interesting how he just like so quickly recognizes willow's authority and just just want you to know i'm taking a lot on faith here fair enough xander finds a picture of the three of them and he's like oh okay i guess willow must be right that we have amnesia and then amnesia buffy has another funny line she says i'm certain i don't have it i bathe quite often (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so cute she actually has a few good quotes here. she I does wrote down two others yeah she said i'm just meant to look pretty and someone nice will marry me <laughs> which was my goal in finding a man and she said then she says fight these low creatures i'd sooner die <laughs> i kind of respect it honestly yeah yeah she has her principles Whoa. Yeah, and then we, now we, and then we have a so Angel has has joined them. He's surprised at the situation, and then a vampire breaks in. Question about that? How? Right? How did he get into? Because he was hiding in the kitchen. The back door right. was just ajar. But right, Angel says like I didn't leave that open. So clearly he just came in. Who and Nobody they they him. were all gathered. So how he would not have been invited in? Yeah, that's a that I'm gonna say that's a slip up. Uh-oh. Yeah. Because it wasn't a demon. If it were a demon, different story. But it was definitely a vampire. Or if it was a kid who had been dressed up as a vampire for Halloween. But then it but it turns you Ooh, into the thing. The rules might be different then, though. I don't know. If they get the knowledge of what their character is, wouldn't they get the rules, too? If they're getting the fangs and all those things. Mm, let's think. And it is definitely a vampire because Angel asks for a steak. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. These are... Leftover questions. In addition to where is Buffy, where is Amnesia Buffy from? Cover the vampire. Who taught you to speak? Where where was your where was your governess from? So, but Angel goes vampire face, and Buffy 
runs off, which is not ideal. <laughs> and then Amnesia Buffy ends up in an alley, a creepy alley. Amnesia Buffy. Not too bright. The, yeah, the streets, no. they're not there. No, yeah, no, not, no street smart. Not great. Not great here, Amnesia Buffy, to find yourself. Mm-mm. There, I think you may have taken a misstep there. Yeah. But the group gets there in time. They do. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, Buffy gets saved from a pirate, which is good news. <laughs> He's um, scary. Larry is so scary. Is that? It's that, Larry. Is that Larry. Yeah, Larry. See him. That's Larry. Yeah, because we He's see him pirate. dressed as the pirate when he like comes at Xander before they all leave for trick or treating. What? Yeah, that's Larry. Yes, yes. that's why after he after he beats him up, both of you knew. Yeah, this? he says it's strange, but beating up that pirate gave me a weird sense of closure. I wrote that yeah. down. I said, "What is that referencing?" It's Larry because it's Larry. It's Larry. Wow, Nicholas. Wow. No, there's going to be at least one person who also missed that too, okay? (laughs) Wow. That's why he says, wow. Yeah. And that's also how we, it's one of those things that he kind of harkens back to and they're saying how they uh, remembered. It was like I was there, but I couldn't get out. Mm -hmm. So this is why he felt closure when he beat Larry up, but. Didn't, wasn't quite sure yeah, why. Because that little piece that wanted to break out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Getting back away from his cowardice. Everybody needs to do a scene study on <laughs> specifically for reasons like this. This is fantastic. Okay. Giles and Willow have put together that Cordelia was the only one that didn't change. Mm-hmm. And they show up at Ethan's. Yep. There is a, in the background, while, while Willow and Giles are like walking towards the, I guess, back area of the store or whatever, in in the background of one of the shots, there's a unicorn costume. And I am just so bummed nobody picked up the unicorn costume because I want to see that. That's true. We did see some dog people going around. So, yeah, that's funny. That's a whole, I feel like there's a whole, like, alternate version or, like, side story of this episode where, like, some people turned into fun things. And so, like, they're like, I don't know what you're all talking about. We had a great time. <laughs> like, I wrote I wrote a unicorn. I was a cowboy. Like, I got to be Pikachu. Right. Like, I was Pikachu for a bit. Some people bet, or, like, I bet there was some, one with girl was a flower. So, yeah. like, that was probably cute for a time. I bet there was an angel somewhere. I bet I bet there I bet some of the kids had a, a really fun fun Halloween. I hope so. I really do. So we see Ethan meet encountering Rupert, and this is where we start to get some really juicy tidbits about him. About this is the first time we hear reference to Ripper, which is mm-hmm. still never like satisfactorily explained, but clearly he was not a goody goody forever. Um, I wrote down this quote from Ethan. I know who you are, Rupert, and I know what you're capable of. I wanna know. Uh, yeah, I know. I I need the like Rupert prequel series. I need it. You've said that before, Allie. I, I think have. that's a great idea. It's an excellent idea. And he like puts the hurt on Ethan. Does yeah. a little jump okay. kick to the side, like woof. He does, he is beating the shit out of Ethan. <laughs> yeah. But then I feel like Giles is like, tell me how to reverse it. He doesn't. He kicks him. Tell me how to reverse it. He kicks him. Tell me. And then he just gives it up. Gives it up. Yeah. There was, I guess. Well, Ethan, I I think Ethan has a I very, he has a very strong sense of self-preservation. 
I think a lot oh. of the shit that he gets up to is because he's like, yay, chaos and stuff. But he is all out for numero uno. I was kind of thinking he had his chaos if he was fun, like he knew that shit hit the fan for a little bit. So he was ready to be done. Mm, like I had my fun. OK, you can end it now. I'm good. Yeah. Now let's end it and make it chaos again when everybody realizes that's true. What just the fallout? I don't know. So many thoughts and questions about Ethan and Giles' relationship, and just oh, I think they've, I think they've touched dicks. They've been, (laughs) yeah. They have. There is sexual tension between them, coming from Ethan at least. Even like I don't think it was romantic, but we the little tidbits that we do get about. Giles's walk on the on the bad side. He touched it. But I definitely the way that he talks about like, oh yeah, we would you know worship demons for fun kind of thing because we thought we were badasses. Like I bet they had some orgies. Like oh, there were definitely orgies. And who can blame them? No, not at all. Not at all. Hey, you know when when we're summoning demons, why not? Yeah, I mean once you raise the bar to there. Orgy feels like small potatoes. Yeah, feels like feels like you've skipped over <laughs> yeah. orgies if you've summoned a demon together, but you haven't had an orgy. It's a whole different kind of intimacy that I have yet to share with anybody. <laughs> okay, this made me wonder how I I've wondered this a number of times before, but how old is Giles supposed to be? Are we supposed to know this information or are we supposed to guess this information? That's a good question. That's a really good question. He seems especially like with a certain season episode, season three episode, that's going to be a really, really good time. He seems to be about the same age as Joyce. Oh. Mm. He seems to be middle-aged, which, of course, is older now with, you know, people living longer. But I think we can safely say he's late 40s, early 50s. Which is older for parents of high schooler. Mm, depends when they had kids. Where? Asha's dad I turned 50 dad when we were in high school. My dad turned 50 as I was graduating, but I was the youngest. I don't know. Interesting. How old do you, how, what, what are your thoughts, Colleen? How old do you think he actually is? What are we led to believe? What are your thoughts on that question? I don't know. I was trying to base it off of uh, how old I thought Miss Calendar was. And, but then I realized that regardless, he still just does have this kind of slightly nerdy, sexy older man vibe. And even if, uh, even if he is 10 years her senior, it's probably not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah, good point. That's a good point. And I, there's a little bit of like mental math you have to do because obviously everyone in this show, actors, are playing younger than they are. So it's like if they look 30, then they're probably playing 20. So if he looks 50s, he's probably playing like 45. 42 to 47. And then like. So she's probably like 35, something like that. But but she she is definitely old enough that it's not creepy. Yeah, and mostly why I ask is like, when in his lifetime did these things occur? Like, when was his? Uh... I would say twenties. Okay. Or was it? Was he having demons summoning orgies while he was Buffy's age? Mm, like, like his, like his teens. Yeah, I wouldn't say any later than his twenties. Like, yeah. I would say he's probably he probably hasn't seen Ethan in like twenty years. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get the impression that there's been decades yeah like he shaped up he had his come to jesus moment got his ass in gear became respectable yeah um this is trivia the statue 
that Giles smashes comes up in episodes in the future, including in this episode's or this series namesake. Hmm. Ah, really? Hmm. Sure does. So we'll see that statue again. And this moment where everybody is back to normal and Buffy says, hi, honey. I know. (laughs) I just wrote in all caps, yes. (laughs) It is a great moment. And then just immediately kicks his ass. Yes. Yeah. So why do we think that Buffy doesn't stake Spike at this point? Because he runs away? Because she's prioritizing the kids? I did. I, I... I didn't write it down, but I had the thought of whiz. Sometimes they just do things. They get into these weird stalemates where it's like, no, I feel like we could have sealed the deal there. Yeah. It kind of becomes a Joker and Batman situation of like, um, you should have finished this by now. Maybe not this, maybe not this season, but in a few seasons, especially there are seasons to come where you're like, girl, uh, <laughs> right, like obviously we as viewers love him as a character, but like I, you're you were supposed to be saving lives. Come on, kill this guy. <laughs> uh, I wanted that okay, too. Okay, so um, the day's been saved. Good shit. Cordelia makes one last attempt to hit on Angel, and Xander says, "Give it up, Cordy. You're never gonna get between these two. Believe me, I know." <laughs> Bitter Aww. much. I love this moment when Willow is back in her body. She stands up and she looks at the ghost costume and she's like, No, don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need it. She's she's already been through the hard part, which is other people seeing you. Mm -hmm. So she's already ripped off that band aid. Yeah. And then we get that another delicious Oz moment. Who is is that that girl? girl? Oh. That's the dream. That's the dream that someone will see you and have that reaction. That is, that's the dream. This isn't the first time we've had that from him this season, right? No. His first, his first one's when she's an Eskimo. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. What is not, I don't don't think Eskimo is the right word. No, but it's what they said she was. The indigenous person. Yeah. Yes. An an Alaskan native. Yeah. Something, something like that. Yeah. Then the, I guess, second to last scene, um, Buffy is hosting Angel, and there's a really hot makeout scene. This makeout scene's hot. It is. There's one part of this I don't love. So Buffy, they're they're debriefing about, like, oh, I thought that I was trying to be, like, the girls that you would have liked when you were human or whatever. And he goes, simpering morons, the lot of them. And just, okay, okay. (laughs) I don't need to pit the strong woman of Buffy against the other woman that Buffy was, Amnesia Buffy, who was equally as strong in some ways and knew what she wanted just as much as Buffy was. She knew that she wanted a man to take care of her. And that was like that. I don't need to pit these two women. That's not. Archetypes of women against each other. I think you are being Crusader Nick. And reading into this situation, because he was talking about the girls of his era. He wasn't talking about you an hour ago. He was saying that he, I think you're you're taking all of the bad things from this conversation instead of all of the good things, which is 
This is I why. I said the makeout scene was I'm hot. Not talking, I said it was hot. I'm not talking about the makeout. I'm talking about the adorable <laughs> connection that they had. Where she's like, yeah, you know, I she was being insecure and had, you know, was trying to like impressive and stuff. And he's like, no, I like you for you. You're smart and you're interesting. Whereas those women of my of my time, like they had nothing going on. Now, yes, they had there were reasons they probably weren't allowed to have things going on. But still, from his perspective, they were dull. They were boring. And he's saying that he he's with Buffy for all of the reasons of who she is. I wholeheartedly love being with Buffy because of all the amazing things that make Buffy amazing. I just don't think that we need to we need to talk down on other people <laughs> to justify why we're with. I would say, to be fair, else. the uh, I think the whole idea was that she picked the dress because it like looked exactly like the thing that they saw in the drawing uh, mm-hmm. in the the Watcher Diaries earlier. So she was like trying to go for for this particular particular look and and style and ended up with the knowledge and personality of of the person essentially from that book. So literally he was probably referencing a the real person that she looked most like and she, yeah. she, let's be real she wasn't she wasn't a simpering moron but she wasn't also the first one to the front lines she was pretty close she's pretty she's, close she was, she was pretty close, pretty close. Uh, i don't i uh, i have to disagree with you nick i don't think she was as strong as buffy in certain ways like no no i mean if you t- like i mean look at cordelia who is not as physically strong but you can tell she is 100% as mentally strong Absolutely. She did not faint once. She took charge. She stayed calm. She, you know, she wasn't happy about taking care of Buffy, but like she did it. That is a great example of someone who is not physically strong, but is as strong in other ways. But this 18th century bitch, nah, she was not strong. She might have been strong in the context of her time. So you don't know that. You're yanking this (laughs) lady from the 18th century. Expecting her to be as strong as fucking Cordelia. Feminism, feminism is that women can be shitty too. <laughs> like whatever i've made my opinion known i'm sticking to it well i think this is a super cute scene i think it shows that they connect on not just a physical level like they get there they do it's hot and yeah we're all excited but before that they do have a very sweet back and forth full heart to heart yeah and i oh, it is I a little it. heart to it's, heart i think I, it's so cute I will agree it's sweet. Thank you. That was very big of you, Nick. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. I'm feeling charitable tonight, Allie. So the, Whatever. So the last, Go over the last scene. So the last scene. <laughs> they, Giles goes back to Ethan's store. He sees it is all cleared out. Ethan, of course, got the hell out of Dodge. And he finds a card that says, like, see you soon or something like that. And it has it's his own little like store stationery that says Ethan's costume mm-hmm. shop. Uh he has very official stationery. He does. I noticed that. And like Vista print was not a, a thing at this time. So is he so my thought was, is he running this con and like like is this an annual con that he does? Or not con, but like trick that he plays and it's just like Ooh. this was Sunnydale's year. Yeah, just recycles the branding in a different city. It seemed like a pretty intense spell to like go through once a year though or maybe like, he just has all that yeah. stock 
from like having a legit store and then he Maybe. used it as a front this one time. Well, curating a new that that's quite the collection of costumes too. It was just very it was very official stationery. Um be seeing you. That's what was, it was mm-hmm. is a a flirty way to say <laughs> I'm just saying the sexual tension is back. He could have said watch your back. He could have said sleep with one eye of I don't know. True. I don't know. Be, it was playful. It was definitely yeah. playful. I don't know about I'm sexual. Find... I don't know about sexual tension, but it was definitely playful. Listen, I have my conclusion. I'm going to find evidence to support <laughs> it. That is nothing if not true. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that the logo on the stationery too had the comedy tragedy masks. Mm-hmm. Which little callback to your Yanis. Mm-hmm. That's true. Two sided. Uh, the duality of it. On it with the symbolism. Mm-hmm. Listen, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Colleen. That is, that is studious. Definitely. Yeah. Lots of duality in this, in this episode. It's a creative it writing that... minor. I, I can't help it. Ah, there it is. <laughs> um, what were our favorite moments of this episode? <sighs> this was an impromptu question. I'm sorry to put everybody on the spot. I feel the... I'm curious. Hmm. I love a lot of the Willow taking charge moments. Um, I love when she says to Giles that she's a... I'm a ghost. And he goes, a, a, a ghost of what? <laughs> I was just gonna say the moment when she comes through the wall and he's like <laughs> fumbling the cards. I think was was, was because so, it goes on for so long. Like so long. <laughs> it's not just like a. It's like a. It's like a yeah. really. It's really extensive. Yeah, I love it. He, well, it's the trying to get it back, and the, yeah, that was that was a great moment. I almost took a, a note on that because that was very funny. Which was all like, what did you think was going to happen when you come through a wall, Willow? Give someone uh, a, ch- a chance to not be so shocked. It's like, uh, to be fair, she can't use the door. True, but she could have called she could have come out through the door. She could have right. She could have come through the door and given a hello before just walking right in. Why not lean into it? True, though? true. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna walk through walls one time in my life. Well, that's fair. Yeah. No, that's. I don't know. There was just a lot of sweet moments in this in this episode, which is maybe maybe why I like it a lot. Yeah, it's costumes. got a good mix of funny and sweet. Yeah, it's kind of got everything. It's got Angel. It's got Spike. It's got Drusilla. It's got some fun fighting. It's got some magic. Yeah, it's just got a lot going for it. What's not to love? I love um, when Buffy when Buffy's character is developed in such a way that like being a Slayer isn't a isn't it becomes less of a burden and it's actually something really cool about her because mm-hmm. she gets this other life and then it's not exactly what she thought it was and it turns out the people around her really need Buffy as Buffy and I I like that yeah grass isn't always greener appreciate what you got kind of thing I feel like everyone got a little a little nugget from this Xander gets to feel yeah. <laughs> True. true true well i don't know maybe in the morning some something in him subconsciously he's internalized that beat down and maybe he's slightly better for it maybe i don't know i'm excited for larry's development <laughs> which is like so obvious if you know where it's going yeah it like makes so yeah. much sense yeah, um but yeah like buffy gets a little more appreciation of you know who she you know who she actually is willow gets to feel okay maybe i am a little bit of a badass maybe i can rock a crop top 
like every, yeah everyone just gets a little bit of something absolutely yeah man well i think that about does it for this episode thank you so much for joining us for today's episode and we hope you'll join us next time where we'll discuss season two episode seven lie to me oh that's a good one i feel like i say this every time but i'm so excited for that episode i love that episode it's that it's that good of a show man it is we also want to give an extra special thank you to our exquisite guest host for this episode colleen you're a gem it has been so delightful meeting you and being blessed (laughs) by your perceptiveness on all things buffy symbolism thank you so happy to be here would you like to plug your social media or the social media of your favorite nonprofit, or tell us a fun fact close us out hand in the mic oh my goodness wow I don't think my social media is that exciting. You you can find me if you so desire. I guess I'm a big Jeopardy fan. So you can find me at who underscore is underscore green bean, one word on Instagram. And let's see, my favorite nonprofit that is, this would be like a, a lesser known one, uh, something that I have a personal connection to is uh, Children's International Summer Villages, you call CISV. So CISV International is, is a good one. It is a organization that focuses on building cross-cultural friendships um, and learning about each other. Like we have chapters all over the world and hundreds of programs and stuff hosted every year. And when you donate to CISV, it goes to a scholarship fund for kids who can't afford to go to those programs. Sweet. So if that's something that uh, strikes you, check out CISV International. We can definitely plug that on our socials. Awesome. That's powerful. Thank you for that. I just put you on the spot with that too. So you crushed it. Yeah. That's not something I think of having in my back pocket, but I probably should. Anywho, uh, and folks can find us over on our email, tabularasabpod at gmail.com. That's T-A-B-U-L-A-R-A-S-A-B-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can also say hello to us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at at tabula rasa b pod and we'd be so thrilled if you'd leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts that's super helpful for us growing as a show hopefully growing into a thriving community and all that good stuff and ali you know i'm going to demand that you plug your social media you are so demanding i can be found at okay (laughs) i can be found at daughter pick on Twitter and Instagram, D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-P-I-C-K. And I can be found at Future Black Cat on TikTok. And if you'd like to throw some money my way, help me afford agent meetings and makeup and travel and all those good things, you can go over to buymeacoffee.com slash Allie Press, A-L-L-I-E-P-R-E-S-S. Or you can straight up Venmo me at Ali dash press that's that how about that um thanks for indulging my demands always always very generous of you (laughs) all of those social media handles are going to be in the description colleen and ali the two of you better never change (laughs) i hope you make some proud choices always goodbye everyone make proud choices bye-bye bye bye tabula rasa bitches is hosted by ali press and nick mercer with music by Inflaton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra.